0: We first encountered Clarewood Wood when she brought a Fringe production called Lark to Belfield last year. She'd for this year's festival as well, only to be thwarted by the pandemic. So she decided that rather than take that play and produce it online, she'd create something designed for the internet and Zoom in particular. Her cast perform from their own homes, telling the story in a way that has become all too familiar over the past few months.
1: We're spending more and more of our time online. And so let's use the ways in which people are being in touch with each other online during this time to tell our story.
0: It's called shrapnel. Why?
1: I was really interested in looking at the effects of the pandemic above and beyond the health-related statistics. And as the First Minister always brilliantly reminds us, it's not just numbers, it's people. Every single one of these numbers that we hear about every day is someone and someone's family and that's obviously a terrible thing to be living alongside every day of our lives so i was keen not to retell a version of the pandemic that i feel people have heard already and have kind of got over i was keen instead to look at the emotional repercussions of the pandemic how it's affected individual day-to-day lives i've spent a lot of time looking into loneliness because i think before the pandemic happened i was under the impression that Pardon the gross cliches. Um, little old ladies living alone with cats were lonely. Medium age people in a household surrounded by kids and dogs and partners, these sorts of things, can possibly be lonely. But actually, what I've learned over this time is it's perfectly possible, whatever your circumstances, you know, if you're a student living in a flat with 11 other students, you can still be lonely. So I thought it was interesting to shine a light on the different forms that loneliness can take. And try and provide, I suppose, a little bit of reassurance to say, actually, everybody's feeling it at the moment and it's okay. And it's really great in these circumstances to talk to people about it. And that helps us all to be a little bit better at dealing with it. Not a perfect solution, but heading towards making a terrible situation a little bit better than otherwise might be.
0: Well, let's just hear an extract from the play.
1: What, What are you rushing off for anyway? I've got someone to speak to. Who have you got to speak to? You never speak to anyone. I speak to you. Oh, that doesn't count. I speak to Helen. She's your daughter. She comes to visit. You shouted her through the front door and then leave the cheese and the butter to fester in the hall for three days. It, it can live on hard surfaces for ages. And then you wipe it down with disinfectant. She's a nurse. She'll be crawling with it. Crawling with it, she's your daughter. Doesn't give her immunity, does it? Who are you speaking to? Nobody you know. You don't know anyone I don't know? Because you're a busybody. (laughs) Every friend you've got up there is thanks to me. I need to get on. This was useful as it happens. Roderick suggested Zoom, but I was apprehensive. Roderick? You don't know a Roderick.
0: We left that conversation between best friends Martha and Viv hanging in the air. You might think that producing a live online show would be quite straightforward, but in the event, it's turned out to be rather more complicated than Claire had imagined.
1: We thought about making it available through Zoom. It's happening live in Zoom, and so we wondered about just inviting the audience to come along to the Zoom call and take part in effect. In the end, we concluded that was probably a little bit fraught with risk. (laughs) No more fraught with risk than the basic problem with doing a show on the internet, which might, of course, decide to drop out on our show nights. So we wait in suspense to see whether that bit of it actually practically can happen. But in the end, we concluded that letting lots of people come wandering into our Zoom call ran the risk of somebody forgetting to put themselves on mute or turn them off mute and coughing in the middle of a particularly poignant pause. So we thought that actually it was safer to take the show from Zoom and stream it through YouTube. So my dad actually has done a phenomenal job of spending days and days of his time. I mean, he's retired, so he has a little bit of time on his hands. But nonetheless, I'm most appreciative of the quantity of days he's put into finding a piece of open source software that allows us to take the pictures and the sound from Zoom and spit them out through YouTube at the other end. So show attendees will be sent a YouTube link. And if they log on prior to the show, they'll see a little countdown clock approaching eight o'clock on the show evening. And if they attend at eight o'clock, the show will unfold in front of them. It lasts for about an hour and five minutes. Um, tickets are free as I say, but we would really love it if anybody was in a position and wished to make a donation to one of our chosen charities, which are AGK Tiny Changes who support positive mental health amongst younger people and Acting for Others which is an organization that supports people working in theater.
0: But the point is, this is live you're not seeing a recording exactly
1: so if total disaster strikes on the night and three of our actors are taken out by internet being down we'll put out a pre-recorded version of the show but all being well if everything behaves everything that you see will be live and youtube has this little red light on it sitting underneath the screen that lights up when you're streaming something live so you'll be able to tell that it's authentic when you go to youtube it's exciting
0: I just thought it's it was terrifying, terrifying too. to be honest.
1: I'm sort of half terrified and half thrilled. And the proportions of that, I imagine, will vary over the course of the performance days, depending on what the world decides to do with us. But for me, theatre is only theatre if it's happening live. The thing that's thrilling about it is the fact that it's spontaneous, and you don't know what's gonna happen next. In this instance, that's absolutely the case because I can be sure that my actors are alive and well at the time of the show starting in their disparate houses because I can hopefully see them on the Zoom, but I have no idea what happens to them the second the show goes up and I have no idea what's gonna happen to the internet. So there are lots of unknown quantities with this one that make it extra alarming or extra thrilling depending on your perspective.
0: So who are your actors?
1: Our actors are a cross-section of actors in Scotland, actually. One of the phenomenal things about this is we're obviously not subject to the usual geographic constraints because people don't have to travel. So in some ways, that's given us a beautiful amount of freedom. Most of them are in Edinburgh, but we do have one guy who's over in Dalgetty Bay. And we've got people in the cast ranging in age from eight to... 78 I think is my oldest actor I was keen to represent the different ways that the pandemic has affected different age groups so we've got three young people in the play three actors under 18 the rest are I'm sure they wouldn't wish me to disclose their ages but over 18 covering the challenges you have trying to be a guy living on your own trying to hold down a job but maybe your anxiety is getting all a little bit too much for you during this time a mum who's trying to look after her kids and look after a mother who lives up the road in Aberdeen three generations of a family and the impact it has on all of them in the pandemic.
0: So are you planning to have a recording of this permanently on YouTube as well?
1: We've debated that. I initially didn't like that thought at all because it doesn't seem to me to be true to the nature of theatre. I quite like the thought that like a firework <laughs> as we've enjoyed recently in Portobello it's beautiful for a minute and then it's it's gone again. Having said that, as the end of the week approaches, I'm sure my perspective might shift and I might start come to think that it would be really nice to have a little memento that can just live out there on the internet for people if they want to go and look again at it.
0: And also from your own point of view, in terms of being able to show something to perhaps another theatre producer or something like that having that on your cv actually would be (laughs) rather good no
1: (laughs) that's such a good sensible practical idea david that hadn't even entered my thread. so um, thank you i'll record it (laughs) it hadn't for a second occurred to me that this would be useful i got to august i was so frustrated that the fringe wasn't happening and i couldn't go anywhere and do anything i thought if i can at least write something then i thought maybe it'll be rubbish maybe no one will want to have anything to do with it and then people said they were happy to sign up for it even so I thought, well, let's get on and do it. It's been a nice way to use a time as we can't really go anywhere and do anything. I do feel like I've been, you know, I've made something that's nice and good out of this time.
0: Tickets are available now. The first live performance of Shrapnel will start at eight o'clock tomorrow night and run until Sunday.